Hi, I am Meg. And I'm Purdy. And we are your self-growth mentors. Welcome to Project Friend. Project Friend can be compared to meeting up with two of your most supportive friends. Let's dive straight in. Is this you constantly speaking negatively about yourself and seeking validation? Or you tend to compare yourself to others you might even feel inadequate or fear failure. Perhaps you might overthink every single conversation or second guess yourself and you feel unsure about your abilities. If you recognize these signs in yourself, it's important to remember that self-confidence can be cultivated and developed. And that's why we have our pod today to tell you exactly that. And to tell you a few relatable stories about our own journey with self-doubt and low confidence. Recording, recording. Are we good? Are we good? Are we good to go? <laughs> okay. That's more like a hardy dar. You're true. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the sound of a hardy dar. I love the sound of a hardy dar. Except like 5.30 in the morning on a weekend. True. I hear guinea fowls now and again, but not really hardy dars. I feel like the hardy dar era has ended. What happened to them all? Um, apparently they suffered massive amounts of self-doubt and low confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Became guinea due fowls. to that... With them guinea fowls, and because of that, is they just about extinct because they didn't actually take the opportunity to better themselves. Instead, they decided to live in their self doubt because there was a massive amount of um, critique around their sound that they make, um, which apparently really affected their confidence. Have so... you been drinking sarcastic Kool Aid? <laughs> <laughs> I live on sarcastic Kool Aid. <laughs> That's my drink of choice. Give me a menu and I'm like, sarcasm, please. <laughs> Give me a side order of sarcasm and a little bit of sassy pants. Yeah, with a sprinkle of like wisdom on that as well. And a sprinkle of wisdom. How are your pigeons doing, by the way, while we're on the um, bird talk? Oh, 60 of them have left, but we still get visited by Bob and Fran. But they look at us like very forlorn through the window. <laughs> with these little eyes. They're so cute. They guilted me so much. The chapter of Bob and Fran. So they too have suffered from low confidence and self-doubt because you lured them to believe that you cared enough about them. More about their suffering for our ignorance that it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And that, kids, is how we're going to start our pod today. Let's yeah. talk about low confidence and self-doubt. We haven't said Bird edition. <laughs> okay. Hi, friend. Hello, friend. I am feeling super excited about today's recording. It's a good one for you and I who have both traveled a journey with low confidence and self-doubt. So the good news to me is that if you are able to listen to today's pod knowing that you've got self-doubt... That already is your first step to overcoming self-doubt, right? I totally agree. You can only ever change something when you can actually see what the problem is. And seeing the problem is the first step in any solution. And for you to figure out that you have self-doubt, you must have tried things enough to know that every time you try them or don't try them, that you've got self-doubt, which in itself is self-awareness, which is amazing. You're self-aware enough to know that you have got self-doubt and that you want to grow. And that is that first step that is so pivotal and important. Do you think that some people don't know they have self-doubt? I think some people don't realize or they perhaps realize they've got self-doubt, but they don't realize the causes of that self-doubt. And so, for example, they're not sure that they fear failure. And so they know that something's keeping them back, but they're not able to pinpoint exactly what is keeping them back. I totally agree. Actually, it reminds me of a conversation I had with someone 
and their biggest like thing that they wanted to talk about was how much they didn't know who they were and they're like the question that they kept asking themselves was like I don't know who I am and so much of that also like bled into don't know what I'm feeling I don't know why I'm making decisions that I'm making and it was so interesting because I wondered how much of him not feeling like he knew who he was was him telling himself that he didn't know who he was but he had massive amount of self-doubt but he was introspective enough to actually recognize that that i think a lot of people can relate in what you're saying and people experiencing that i also sometimes wonder if people think that they don't know themselves not because they don't know themselves because they don't want to know the self that is them the authentic self because they haven't made peace with this is who i am and it's not a matter of peace in terms of like make peace this is who i am for life it's a in terms of who you are at the core of who you are your most authentic self is beautiful and wonderful and the world needs that authentic self but because I'm trying to impress the world and people pleasing I'm almost in a space of feeling uneasy about making peace with who I actually am because I want to be what I think people want I like to explain that to people like um, authenticity versus social expectations and connections and sometimes we feel this like massive disparity between who I know I am but then like society tells me it's not really okay to be that so there's this like conflict between who I want to be and think I am versus what everyone else thinks that I should be and act like and sometimes we need to choose between who we really are and the connections we have with people based on those societal expectations. I think some of the biggest insecurities and biggest amounts of low confidence self-doubt is oftentimes because people feel like they need to fit into society and society's expectation and it is that fear of not fitting within what the norm is and I think that's what we experienced when we were in our 20s if I think about some of the conversations we had how much of that is us thinking that we're not fitting into society's expectations so we're deciding we have our own perception of society and how much of that is actually really real society and not just what we think society thinks well that's interesting because I think if we think about our mindset we think about our perceptions and our thoughts and what influences that I think a lot of that was self-inflicted in terms of actually you were very much a 20-year-old and experiencing things that other 20-year-olds were experiencing. I do think that society, however, does praise and celebrate different things at different ages. And because we were such deep souls, I think at the time of our life that we were in, in our 20s, it was like, live a little, go and have fun. Where for us, fun was having these deep conversations going on road trips, experiencing life. And so I think there was a bit of both, but mindset shift is if we actually realized that that part of who we were was completely okay, we would have lived quite differently in how we thought other people saw us because we wouldn't have cared so much. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I often think that people think people are like people are watching me, people are judging me, you know, people are all it's it's like people are focusing on me. When no one is actually watching you, no one's actually really cares because everyone's so concerned with their own fears, they're not worried about your fears. And in that sense, it's not so much society telling us what's right or wrong, what we can and can't do. It's our own fears of 100%. what we think that they think that we're thinking. But no one has actually, no one cares. No, <laughs> no one cares, no one's looking. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that's also the sad truth, is that nobody cares. But you're making these assumptions about 
your world and yourself and you're living according to these assumptions. So if I think about the opportunities I did or didn't take, the decisions I made, the events that I was maybe invited to and declined, or the opportunities that I thought about and I was like, nah, not really, like who I am. Well, that was my perception. And now if I were to be given some of the same opportunities I was offered, I would be looking at it from a completely, completely different perspective. Yeah, that's so true. I suppose that's the point of growing up, though, and learning. If you've got a growth mindset, that is. Otherwise, you're not growing. Growing old. Yeah, growing old, exactly. (laughs) Growing old, not growing wise. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got a little disclaimer for today's pod. And it's something I'm going to do to free myself in the conversation we're having today because it's something I've actually held onto for a very long time. And I have had conversations with myself about low confidence self-doubt and any of those experiences that I've had and I can remember times of extreme extreme low self-esteem but I've always masked that with pretending that that's not the case and it isn't the case now and that's why I can say this with confidence and why I can free myself by saying this but I always felt that I didn't want to say that out loud because I felt like if I did that it would confirm that there might be something to have some sort of self-doubt thoughts about me. Like, why is she insecure? Like, what, what is causing the self-doubt? Maybe there is something that she is in doubt about that we could also doubt. If I'm understanding you correctly, it's like you, you didn't want to show your low confidence because then that would be a confirmation for other people to think the same way you thought about yourself 100 percent. to me in my 20s it felt like i would fake it until i made it and do you know what for some part i'm not saying that's what you should do but for some part it actually worked because when you fake it until you make it you throw yourself into situations where self-doubt would be pulling you back and you just do it anyway because I don't have low self-esteem or <laughs> low confidence or I'm not self-doubting myself. I'm yeah. just going to do this anyway where I'm sitting there going like, if you only knew like in this very moment and point of my life, I'm feeling like I just want to run away from the situation. So it made me throw myself into certain situations. And so I'm just putting it out there because I thought about how many other people live with it and don't speak up about it because it feels like if I speak about it, it's true. And yeah, it's that's an not the case. Exactly. But it was a massive problem for me. And had I actually just said it and spoken my truth, I probably would have come to the journey I'm on now a lot quicker. I totally agree with you. So can you recall when you realized that low confidence and self-doubt were standing in the way of living the life you desired to have? So I don't think my self-doubt came from a place of me not believing myself. I think what happened was I have shared this before and it's that I experienced very high levels of empathy throughout my childhood and I could see society and what society expected what society acknowledged um, what made society feel proud of you know children at a school going age so I was very in tune with everybody around me I was very in tune with what's acceptable what's not acceptable and I also don't share that often but that was something that people wouldn't always know about me is that you know an average conversation with somebody could I could leave walking away feeling absolutely exhausted and it's still the case I could sit through a meeting now and feel really really tired and people won't understand why that is 
And the reason for that is because of how receptive I am to what's going on in that conversation. I can see the person eyeing the other eye, the elbow. I can see the, the dismissive eyebrow. And I think from a school perspective, I was doing the same. So I was very aware of what was going on around me. And because of that, I also realized the expectations or the societal norms. I was almost given reason to believe some of what I thought. So it was like confirmed. But I think that's like very natural with anyone who develops any sort of insecurity or limiting belief. We have an experience that makes us feel a certain way. And then that experience is validated like several more times in different experiences. And then that's how we learn a meaning or a reason to something. So like if you've got low confidence or low self-esteem, it probably is for a reason, but it might not be the reason that you think because it might be based off your perception of the experience and not actually the experience itself. 100%. And that's the big lesson that I learned. Can you remember when self-doubt or low confidence started for you? I think it. I've had it since I was a very young child because I always felt very awkward and insecure like in my own body. I always felt like people were watching me when I walked. I didn't really know like how to walk properly, like a little robot with my arms. I'm like... <laughs> and I always felt like that. Like I was um, super scared to be seen. And then if people saw me, they would be like judging me. But at the same time, in juxtaposition to that, all I wanted to do was to be seen. So I had this like massive conflict between like my fear and actually what I wanted. And I think it kept me from so many experiences and so many interactions and made so many friends all the way since like pre-K up until we were in our 20s. Yeah, I was just, I was scared all the time. I was afraid all the time and I say it's sad to look back at it now in the sense I mean I don't regret anything of it but how one person could think so little of themselves that makes any sense it co makes complete sense and I think at such a young age yeah and so this young is age. such a young age and this is why I feel so passionate about building confidence in children but how that confidence gets built isn't by telling your child daily that they're beautiful and I think that people don't realize is that low confidence isn't just not feeling beautiful or not thinking um, that you fit in there's a lot more to it and with the growth mindset for example you know taking on challenges and realizing that if you fail it's quite okay but you're going to do it nonetheless because you're going to grow from it like that in itself is probably for me and was for me a bigger influence in terms of like low self confidence or self-doubt than not feeling beautiful it was coming to realize that I could feel the way I did but still to show up and do it anyway and that's the big difference you know I was actually thinking about it like so I started boarding school five turning six and you started six turning seven that is young to be basically raising slash yourself because you you're taught your subjects in school but there's no one to teach you life at all and from like the age of five for me six for you we raised each other in a sense because you're in a boarding house together so it's children raising children it is actually insane it is so actually i insane. often think about it and i think fondly of a lot of memories oh yeah don't get me wrong i, I think back of it with a lot of fun memories and that confuses people because i'm like oh it was yes. terrible and i'm like Same. i loved it Same. but it was Terrible, but I loved it hundreds me too but if I now as an educator look back and I look at our experience I look at some of the things that I kept to myself that I was going through because I just became very independent in trying to sort things out myself and I think about how that was sorted out 
through, you did what the norm is within your space. So your societal standard is actually the house you're living in. So for many, people look at parenting now and go like, you can see the family that they raised in. Well, for us, you could see our family, which was hundreds of girls that we all grew up with, and how that influenced how we grew up. Because if you think about it, every one of us brought a different experience from home into one house. And that's quite an insane thought. It is quite insane. It makes me think of that book, um, When the Kids Are on the Island, and The Conch. Yes. But yeah, you're right. We like basically did have our own society. And we were children raising children. And teaching each other what to do. It is absolutely crazy. I knew from a very young age that I had like very low confidence and lots of self-doubt. Was there a time that you realized that that was now influencing your life to a point where... You couldn't continue that way? We were in our 20s. All I kind of ever wanted was to be loved. So like have a relationship, a romantic relationship. And I think at that point, when you're like entering into the dating scene, having low confidence and lots of self-doubt is really hard because you can't actually approach people. I think I was approached a lot and never even noticed that I was approached because I was like, they're, they're not interested in me. They're not talking to me. They're just like asking for directions or whatever. And I don't think I ever really picked up how many times I maybe was being flirted with. And maybe my reactions to those people were probably not great for their self-confidence because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> We would both just start <laughs> laughing and giggling and run to the corner and go like, oh my word, he just said you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were quite, quite horrific to any young men trying to build up their own confidence. But I think like at that point, I really noticed how much it was impacting me because it was directly impacting something that I wanted, which was to be loved. That is so well put in terms of like it actually directly impacting something you wanted because I can remember a really big changing mind shift period for me. It wasn't when it actually happened. It was a time where I decided like enough is enough was when I felt really low about getting dressed up and going out enough to not even enjoy myself. But you know what I find so funny about the things that you just said? Because all of it is assumptions. How do we have the right to say what people are thinking if someone came to me and was like i know what you're thinking you're thinking this man would i be offended but yet we do that on an everyday basis when we make assumptions what people are thinking about us well i think people were offended because, oh, because of your face you know your face <laughs> <laughs> oh my face oh yeah definitely my face as well you'd be like <laughs> we would we would equally be throwing equally the no offensive. face yeah and i can recall some guys being like okay you know, confidence isn't just guy orientated, but we're at a stage where you are wanting to meet people and you are wanting to feel beautiful and you are wanting to feel appreciated. At that time, it meant a lot to us, again, yeah. because of what we wanted. And so I think we definitely um, offended quite a few people in our reaction. And I think that's where retrospect comes in place, where it's like, so now looking in from this situation is the best thing they could have done for themselves is realizing it wasn't about them it was about us and it really was about us absolutely <laughs> it was just us. one about us but you know the funny thing is is like because i didn't believe it in myself so i had no self-confidence no amount of other people telling me like oh you're beautiful you're nice whatever meant anything to me because i didn't believe it and i think that's like massive imposter syndrome because what I believe about myself is in direct conflict with what people are telling me. Hello, imposter. I am a fraud. It is 
absolutely imposter syndrome. And just to clarify, imposter syndrome is that exaggerated self-doubt that one feels about your achievements. And it's almost this feeling of thinking you're a fraud. When I think of how many people I see as like just totally beautiful humans. And when I tell them that, I can see in my compliments that they're like, okay, like that's a pity comment. Is that based off of society's perception of what beautiful is? So yes, I agree that a lot of things that we experience do happen through like validated experiences. But we were literally just saying like, we were talking to a whole bunch of people and we were reacting badly to them and they were probably like, these women are really grumpy. And in in our mind, that's maybe a validating experience, but actually I'm only validating my own perception of what I think. And I'm finding evidence for it everywhere. So yes, I think it is validated by society, but I think most of it is validated by your own thoughts about what you think other people are thinking. Absolutely. And you want to validate what your thoughts are because then it gives you a reason as to why you feel the way you do. Yeah. So you constantly searching like, my why do I have self doubt? Yeah. Why do people keep calling me out on it? Like, I'll show you why. Because look at how I get treated. Look at what people say, and that's you confirming it through what they say. But oftentimes it's not even what they're saying. Always. Sometimes it is your perception of what they're saying due to it being a triggered response. And I think that is one of the first steps is realizing that you have self doubt or low confidence is when you are easily triggered. In situations like that I totally agree and I think another great way to like figure out if you have it is how much of a situation you think what other people are thinking about you that's true because you don't know someone else's thoughts but you're actually just trying to validate and prove to yourself that the way you feel is valid which is true I mean we are all validating at all times between other people and ourselves constantly oh am I right am I right and that's how we feel fine with our surroundings and us as people but they're constantly seeking a validation but you are probably validating the wrong things because you might actually be creating situations where they validate them absolutely and if i just think of the time when i decided i was going to start walking with confidence acting with confidence making decisions out of my confidence the world reacted so differently to me and isn't that a sign of them not actually changing maybe for some but for the most part I think and I believe I started to believe more in myself through the process of walking with more confidence and acting in confidence and so the reaction I was getting is how my perception had changed and now I was seeing what was always there that I chose not to see because I was so focused on validating my low confidence. I love the saying that you people will treat you how you treat yourself so if you walk into a room like meek and scared and vulnerable and like on the attack already because you're preempting attack that people must be thinking or going to do. People are going to treat you the way that you treat yourself. If you walk into a room, head held high with confidence, boundaries set, they go, oh, I know how I should treat her because of how she treats herself. But I love what you said because you started acting out of confidence before you felt it. And I think so much of what we talk about is do it, speak it into your life, and at some point it will become true. Mindset again. Speak that confidence and then you will feel it. People are waiting to feel the confidence before they start acting the confidence or having the confidence. And no one's coming to give it to you, knock no. you on the head with a fairy wand, be like, thou shalt have confidence. It's <laughs> not going to happen. You get confidence and you get confidence. <laughs> Everybody gets a bit of confidence. No, it's like you have to do it before you get it. You have to believe it before you see it. And it's such a different way of thinking of it. That's so well put. And I think the reality of life, if we think about it this way, and this is something that really helped me to shift my thinking 
is you going to partake in different activities or try new things, take on new opportunities, meet new friends. In those situations, you are either going to succeed or fail. So you can succeed or fail. You're going to succeed or fail anyway. So what does it matter? So Susie Kasem says that doubt kills more dreams and failure ever will. And isn't that so true? You know, it takes courage to take a step in life, but it takes courage to step, take that step, even though you have self-doubt. I totally agree. Absolutely. I love that quote. So what are some signs that you have low confidence or self-doubt? I think one of the biggest signs to me is if you have this narrative or inner dialogue where you're constantly reminding yourself of what you can't do and that can be done by criticizing and berating yourself often yeah I totally agree I mean I often think that everyone in life wants a cheerleader I think everybody deserves a cheerleader but so many people are not prepared to be their own cheerleader I mean like I sometimes ask people like would you talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself and they're like no I'm like okay that's a sign you can't confidently go and say what you say to yourself to someone else there's a problem and people that are so compassionate to other people and believe in other people and remind people of how beautiful they are and like just how talented they are are oftentimes the people that know how much that comment will mean for somebody else because they so badly need it in their own life and I think that's also sometimes a sign to not inauthentically but authentically show up for those people when they also need that moment of like just a bit of acknowledgement yeah I totally agree I think it's like complimenting strangers or telling them that they've done something good. I love complimenting waiters. Like if you bring a coffee, you're like the best waiter on the planet Earth. So if you didn't catch our mindset podcast, you are and feel what you tell yourself that you are. So if you tell yourself that you're stupid, if you tell yourself that you're ugly and lazy and worthless and all of those things, then that is kind of like who you become. You literally create yourself with your words. It's so funny and it gives me the goosies, but just thinking about it, like how some of my most massive mindset shifts happen was through me living the life of somebody that didn't have low confidence or self-doubt. I started doing things that a low confident self-doubt human wouldn't do. And through that, I lived in my self-doubt, but still showed up. And that is how I actually overcame the whole entirety of low confidence because the more I did that and challenged myself the more I realized well what's the reason for the self-doubt like I was actually always confirming my self-doubt and suddenly there was no longer the confirmation and as much as you can have these affirmations about yourself the affirmation that gives you the evidence is what you're looking for I was showing myself that that was not true yeah, that is so true. When like something like started shifting for me, I used to say, why me? So like I would see these other people who had like beautiful things or going places or had jobs or the careers or the relationships or the figures or things I wanted. And I'd be like, why me? Why me? Why do I look like this? Why am I stuck like this? Why am I my talents the way they are? Like, why? Like, oh, why me? And then at some point I got angry and anger is such a good emotion and people are quite afraid of anger people are like oh no we mustn't be angry like calm peaceful but anger is such a good self-preservation emotion and I learned that from that psychologist Stephanie Karenia and I got angry and I was like you know what why not me all of these other people have it why not me why can't I do it and I got mad and in that anger created change because I realized that I could have it too 
why not me? Because there was literally no one stopping me except myself and my thoughts about myself. That is so well put. And I think there's that wonderful method of writing down all that you feel self-doubt in or low confidence in. And then on the opposite page, writing the reasons why that's not true. So I have low self-doubt because I can't do it. No, that's not true. You can do it, but you're just too scared to do it. And then when you realize the reason, you realize like, actually, this is no reason to live this way. Yeah, because there is no reasons. And fear, fear is not a reason because fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not true. But that's the thing is, I think boom. so many people, yeah, boom. I think, boom. So, <laughs> I think so many people get consumed with the way that they're feeling. And the minute that they feel something negative, it's like, it's a big warning sign, which it is for extended periods of time. And then they're like, there's something wrong with me. And that like the way we feel in short bursts, we need to be able to be okay with being uncomfortable. Like the day that you decided to have fake confidence until you had real confidence, you must have been feeling all of the feels, but you did all it anyway. All them feels, hundreds. Yeah. And I think self-doubt is living mentally in uncomfortableness because you're forever self-doubting yeah so you are already uncomfortable anyway but in that uncomfortableness i think sit in it realize why you're feeling that way and then go and do it anyway avoidance feeds self-doubt so the more that you avoid things the stronger your mind believes in what you self-doubt about yourself or have low confidence in. It's kind of like when you have to do an oral at school, like the anxiety, like, is it a week? Is it two days before builds up? And the minute you do it, it's done. But man, that is overwhelming. Like the longer you avoid something and then you sit in class and you're like, they're not going to call me, they're not going to call me, they're not going to call me. Oh, you and just then brought they up don't. all the feels. <laughs> and then they don't. And you have like 30 minutes of relief, but then you know you actually have to do it tomorrow. And the anxiety. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Do I put my hand up or don't I? Do I say I'll go? Or do I go home and sit in another night of trying to rehearse this Afrikaans mondling or <laughs> Afrikaans or English oral? Like For me, it was Afrikaans. I have had an oral where they actually asked me what I was talking about. That's how bad it was. Did you have an unprepared oral? Because no, that was it was the worst. No, that was prepared. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you know how self-aware you are when you do Afrikaans, like, Orals, you're so self-aware of how you sound because you're like, more class. Ik vandaag praat voor jou oor dieren. <laughs> and you're like, you, you can hear yourself. You know you sound awful. And that's the worst part. You know that you sound bad and you know you're saying it wrong and everyone's going there like... <laughs> oh, anyway. So I think another like really strange sign of someone who is low confidence and loss of self-doubt is they apologize excessively for things that are not their fault and that's so that they might feel like a burden. That's true. And I think a lot of people pleasing comes into play there where they feel like they have to apologize because they're not living up to what they think they need to live up to. So I think in tangent with excessive apologizing is like excessive over explaining. So that someone you like you meet them and they're like very open about all of their problems, maybe their mental health problems, maybe all of their like issues. And it's like quite overwhelming and startling, but they like do it in the sense to kind of preempt what you might think of them if you kind of see any of the problems that they feel like they have. And it is a massive sign of low confidence over explaining. It is. And I've actually met somebody that has also said, no, I know I'm not good in that. Or 
No, you can tell me. Remember, you can tell me anything. Like, I know I'm not great at that. Oh, I'm so open to hearing the truth. You don't need to worry about what you say to me. And it's this feeling of realizing that they're saying that because they are actually petrified that you're going to say, actually, like, you're not good enough at this where it would confirm what they believe about themselves. And so if they put it out there, you can't criticize it. You can't say anything because I already know it. You don't need to tell me. Like, I already have got this. I think it's also very self-deprecating. And I think people who are self-deprecating do it so that, like, other people see them. So they see their faults. So they, they, they don't feel like, oh, like it's going to be seen. I mean, it's going to be pointed out or, or I'm preempting your thoughts. So maybe you see my craziness, but if I tell you I'm crazy, then it's like in the open. And what I find is so interesting is, is like, how are you expected to have authentic connections with people like that? And how are they meant to have authentic connections with you when they're preempting your own thoughts and then reacting to their own assumptions about you and about themselves? Well, I think that's the point is not to have authentic connections because if they have authentic connections, it means they have to show up as being vulnerable beings because that's what authenticity is, you know, born in. And so if I'm vulnerable, that means you're going to see me and that's going to mean you're going to see everything that I have low confidence in. And I can only say that because I can relate with my younger self in terms of that. Yeah. And how many of those people who feel that you do all of these things, actually all they want is an authentic connection? exactly and that's where change can happen because that's how it happened for me is realizing that i want certain things and i can't get there just because of the self-doubt barrier and that is your greatest motivator is if you want something and you can't get it because of your self-doubt that you can you can get it go and live in self-doubt and do it anyway so i think negative self-talk can feel low self-confidence because what you speak you become what you speak you feel and just changing the way you talk about yourself irrespective if you don't necessarily believe it yet is one of the biggest and easiest and first steps that you can do because it's so funny we're waiting for other people to be kind to us to reassure us to love us and yet we are not prepared to do that for ourselves but you get to be the person that you always needed for yourself absolutely and a way to change your self-narrative is through habits so finding habits that are in alignment with what life you desire to have but also habits that are going to help you shift your mindset a good example would be like stopping yourself when you start negative self-talking like forcefully stopping yourself and getting into the habit of actually stopping yourself whenever you start that like negative narrative absolutely and even a habit of feeling uncomfortable and despite your uncomfortableness still stepping forward that was a habit that I had to practice now when I have a challenge that I face I have no fear stepping into that knowing that I'm about to grow and that's just how I had this huge mindset shift that changed my life really in ways that I can't even explain I know personally had low self-confidence and have managed to like get themselves out of it but I think another great way to try and like get out of this low confidence and self-doubt is self-compassion. Like learning to be kind to ourselves is so, so important. So on top of like the negative talk, actually finding things about our appearance that we like and finding things about our personalities and our skills and talents that we like because as humans we're just very negatively focused like if you look in the mirror you see the things that you don't like 
a hundred times before you see things that you do like. And in the negative self-talk, you talk about the things that you're not good at or things that you're afraid of. You don't talk about the things that you are good at. So having self-compassion is like purposefully, intentionally, every day, picking the things that you do like about yourself, that you are good at, and focusing on those things because what you focus on, you feel. Absolutely. And the more you think about something, the more you become what you're thinking. So if you can be more self-compassionate, even in realizing that mistakes are part of the journey, it allows yourself to be so much more forgiving and actually to grow instead of becoming really critical about yourself. I think reframing the way that you see failure is also really important. If you see something as a challenge, if you see it as really difficult, you're not going to want to take on that you know, self-doubt journey of overcoming self-doubt. But when you start to see that it's okay to fail, it's okay to have bumps in the road, it's okay to go through periods of growth or not knowing, then you realize like you have self-compassion for yourself and that, so what if I don't succeed? What happens? Like, And that's something so ridiculous to say to myself, but I remember repeating to myself like, so what's, what's going to change? Nothing. Like, I'll, I'll just go back to the drawing board and do something else. We spend so much time caring about the failure, but what does it actually matter? It says nothing about you. No, it doesn't. I think the, the reason why people are afraid of failing is because it's not what it not the action of failing is what that failing means about them if they do happen and absolutely hello limiting belief so i'm not afraid of failing i'm afraid of what it means about me if i fail and if i fail it means i'm not good enough which confirms my thoughts yeah and that is the limiting beliefs hello right there absolutely so well put so today for our final thoughts we are going to read through some affirmations listen to them repeat them to yourself and then walk the walk of what we are speaking today so the first one you are capable and deserving of success and happiness you absolutely are remember that making mistakes are a normal part of life and they can be opportunities for growth and learning focus on your strengths and celebrate your accomplishments no matter how small they may seem you are unique you are valuable and your contributions to the world are so important you are not alone in your struggles and there is no shame in seeking support from others this is a big one love that remember that building confidence takes time and effort but it's possible and practice and persistence is going to help you i absolutely love this because i think people think of confidence as something like it's like a switch or a pill like you're going to just get knocked on the head and wake up with this magical confidence. But it is something that takes a lot of conscious effort, conscious decisions and time. No one said it was going to be easy, but they said it was going to be worth it. I love power songs. Do you know what that is? Yes, like yeah. you love Just Hold On. I think it's Sia's song. Yes, I'm unstoppable. Unstoppable! <laughs> wow, that I'm is, a mind reader. That is my jam. <laughs> It's one thing to tell yourself something and then believe it. And there's another thing to like tell yourself something and then like celebrate it in a song that makes you feel like you can literally do anything. Such a power song person. And Sia, Unstoppable, mm, every time. So not only is our platform one where we can connect and take on your self-growth journey, but one where we can grow together. And this week, we would like to challenge you to do the following. To find your power song, a song that absolutely motivates you, gives you confidence, inspires you, gives you all of the feels, and then come onto our Project Friend community Instagram and share it with us so that we can celebrate your power song with you. And then 
maybe make a playlist and share the playlist as well. Do you know what's also a really good idea is to listen to an empowering podcast when you're feeling self-doubt. Yeah, like Project Friend. Those, those, those girls kind of know what they're talking about. Sponsor us, Project Friend community. <laughs> we're promoting you here. Yeah, we're promoting ourselves honesty, on our podcast. I know, love this for us. Ain't no imposter syndrome here. No self-doubt. Can you tell we're living confidently? Yeah. Friends, thank you for joining us today and as always, embrace the pace of your own journey and give yourself time to grow because you are capable of amazing things. Please join us again next week and interact with our social media posts. Let us know what your power song is. We're going to upload a playlist that we can all listen to and don't forget to hit that subscribe button and let's journey together. Friend, I have loved this conversation from one really awkward, unconfident chicken to another who are now incredible, powerful, free range chickens, powerful, confident, I was going to say woman, but we will stick with chickens. (laughs) (laughs) What our 20 year old selves would have done for an episode like this, right? I often think about our 20 year old selves, maybe think they'd be pretty damn cool. (laughs) I know and I also love that we started this pod episode talking about birds and we ended it with chickens just saying we're in flight mode here fowls fowls or us that was foul (laughs) keep going with the puns let's go (laughs) that was foul what else can you think of any other bird puns don't be a chicken and try it exactly Never mind. <laughs> Join us for our weekly updates. <laughs> the puns will get better, flock. we promise. Birds who flock together. <laughs> stay together. Let's flock together and stay together, friends. And that's it for Project Brain. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye now. Yeah, Just let's goodbye. say goodbye. I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, oh, friend. friends. Love you, love. Lots of love. Love you. Thanks for saying love you back this week. Oh, I always say it. Just My tank is filled up. I'm a lot less low confident than I was before last week's episode. Love you. Bye. Bye.